0: Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan
1: on News Talk. Cars are going to be banned from Dublin's College Green from the end of this month and the bus corridor, which currently operates from about 7 to 7 Monday to Friday, that'll become 24-7 from the end of May. And uh, there will be work to provide more spaces for pedestrians at College Green and Foster Place as well. That's likely to begin now from next week. I want to know, do you agree with the ban? Is it a logical decision, Erin?
2: It's uh, another one of uh, the County Council's high-handedness of doing things that they don't even consult with. They had a a, a a trial there, I think. I don't know if you remember, Andrea. I think it was a year or two ago. Mm. And they had it on a Sunday. And they declared it a success when they banned cars from College Green. In fact, they banned even buses from us. So they made it a pedestrian. And it created chaos, even on a Sunday, because the bus driver got on the the radio and said that it took him just over an hour, almost an hour 20, to get from Houston Station to Collin Bridge on a Sunday. I mean, it's ridiculous. They do these high-handed things without any consultation with the public, and half the time, they make the decision before the even councillors have a chance to comment on it.
1: Okay.
2: So you, I don't think they should. They've already banned them during the day. Now they want to ban them. things. The next thing they'll do is they'll ban buses. Where do they go then? I mean, they've made Cable Street a one-way street. Now you know yourself the length of Cable Street. Mm. So if you want to go for a shop at the end of Cable Street, and you happen to start at the stop, top of it. I mean, that's almost a kilometre long,
1: you know? How, how frequently, Erin, would you, or, or, you know, would you previously, would you drive or have to drive through or around College Green? I couldn't tell you the last time I was near it.
2: Um, let me see. I'll tell you, the last time I was there was I picked someone up from the airport and I had a choice of the M50 or going through town. Mm. And I decided to go through town because the M50, when I was going out to the airport, was chock-a-block. And that was in February, when my daughter was coming over. Um, and I was able to go through there, cutting through the College Green and then up Georgia Street.
1: Orbury uh, is with us as well, Erin. Orbury's a taxi driver in Dublin too. Do you agree with the ban, Orbury?
3: Not if they're going to completely pedestrianise it. Um, I mentioned a while ago to Kira that what they need to do is they need to put an amphitheater there uh, with a bridge that taxis and buses could travel through. The bridge could be lifted up then when there's a concert on. It could be used then for little shops and kiosks where people would would walk underneath. And it could also be be turned where the main station for the the metro could be used. And it could be turned into a a beautiful area where at the same time buses and taxis would be
1: able to travel through it. Sounds a like huge investment, though, doesn't it?
3: It does, but it would, it would be a lot simpler than, than closing it off, because the, the amount of cost it's going to cost uh, Dublin. I'm an ex-bus driver as well. Okay. So the amount of cost, is, it's, the amount of cost in, and the amount of buses that are, that are going to end up on the keys is unreal. They can't cope, they can't cope with the space they have there at the moment, um, with, with the amount of people using buses. They want more people to use public transport problem is there's no space on, on, for all the routes that I would have to use the keys.
1: I heard it been suggested earlier today around this idea of a kind of a, a world-class plaza. It's sort of something similar yeah, but, to what you might see in other European cities. Do, do you think that'll create, like, r- removing the pedestrian or the private cars, will that help to create this? No. You don't think so? It,
3: can't. it won't It won't in the sense that it, it, the amount of, amount of problems it's going to create for, for public transport it's going to be unreal. I mean, how how does a taxi driver get to the Westbury Hotel or Brooks Hotel or the Grafton Hotel? They can't get to it. They'd have to. It costs the passenger an extra five. Well, what they're actually doing is they're creating a situation where taxis are going to become more expensive. People are going to have to pay more, especially with uh, and then tourists when they arrive. As it is, we half the time we're doing a tour of Dublin to get them to Dawson Street because we have to go up. We have to go all the way up onto Eastern Street because they reversed Eli Place for, for some reason whatsoever. We don't even nobody knows why they reversed the Eli Place. That, that mm-hmm. and, and the same, that but they,
1: have they are talking about in, increasing the the um, the, the taxi spaces though at the College Green rank, aren't they?
3: But that's taxi spaces. The, I, I don't I don't use ranks because I use the apps. And mostly, ninety percent of my bit my work would be off the
1: apps. So I don't use I don't okay. need ranks. But ranks
3: are, are, are for people who uh, who just want to sit sit and
1: scratch themselves all day. Right, okay. Um, that's literally what I
3: did because I, I, I work entirely off the apps and I get more than enough work off the apps. Yeah, okay, if so you prefer to do that than, rank, than, than sitting at rank, the rank. A idea. The, the,
1: the idea, Aaron, of the world, uh, world-class public plaza or this plaza space, does that appeal to you? Oh, is
2: he, does he realise the size of college green? You're talking about within spitting distance from corner to corner. You know, you're not talking about uh, the length of James Street. You're talking about just from one corner, which used to be the uh, one of the banks, to the other corner, which was the ba- old uh, Bank of Ireland, to Trinity College. That's College Green. That's the only hub from north to south of the Liffey. Otherwise, you have to go up to Constitution Hill and have you tried to get down Constitution Hill since they closed off part of West Westmolin Street and he suggests a bridge, where would the bridge go? I mean and what would he do with the bridge? The bridge open and closes? Where? Where would he put
4: the bridge?
1: Right. Mary is with us as well on the line. Mary, do you, like, would you like to see more open spaces like this that pedestrians can enjoy in the capital city?
4: Hi Andrea, well um, I'm somebody who had a little business in the city centre and I closed it down a few weeks ago. Um, I've been observing what's happening to the city over the last few years and it's going in a completely wrong direction. Um, first of all, we're, it's being run by a council that's completely autocratic and um, doesn't consult with anybody in the city as far as myself and other neighbouring businesses were concerned. And they are doing things that go all against all principles of business, which is, i.e., getting people into the city um, as opposed to stopping people, stopping all traffic. We have a shoddy public transport system. We've noticed the downfall in um, people coming from the suburbs into the city. People are now going to the exterior uh, shopping centres. And none of this seems to matter to the council. They're, they're simply single-minded about what they want. And what we've seen is a higher rise of antisocial behaviour in the city. So what, what you'll get, and I, I'm predicting this, what you'll get is a plaza that at night time is kind of more or less empty and will attract antisocial behaviour because where you have the, the traffic gone um, it allows certain elements to come in and the fact is we do not have the police on the streets to take care of this. The only way you can have a public plaza situation that's run well, like in other European countries, is if you have a good police presence. So what the, what the councillor is doing goes against everything mm-hmm. that, that I and most of the people I know in the city want that's um, an
1: interesting point.
4: Asking, asking and asking and asking for them to do, you know, to consult with us, to, you know, help us to make the city a better place for especially retail business, they simply do not care. And that's the way it is. And I've seen that getting worse. I've seen, I'm just one of a multiple of small independent businesses mm. leaving the city.
1: Um, It a hard decision. I know we're talking about the um, college green at the moment, but just when you're when you're with us, Mary, and talking about the decision to I'm sure it was a tough decision to close the doors.
4: It was really, really, really hard. I loved my little business. I loved meeting people. And, and one thing I'd say about every, I and I was very much a part of a group of local uh, business owners, and we were all ambassadors. You know, when people come to visit the city and they go into the small shops, you're there to help them, to guide them, to tell them where to go, what to do. We're like ambassadors for the city. Um, all of that is going it's being eroded away and i certainly miss the actual business but as i saw my street i was the third business in my street to close down in the last couple of years then you know things like the graffiti spreading and appealing to the council please help to you know to clean up the street it's falling on deaf ears you just get very tired you pay rates and you get nothing in return for them absolutely nothing
1: Um, let me bring in Nigel as well, Mary. Nigel is on the line too. Do you think this plan, um, the decision to ban cars permanently, private cars from Dublin's College Green, Nigel, do you think that'll be a positive move for pedestrians? Uh,
5: I haven't seen the plans but for, the, for pedestrians, from speaking from experience here, the the, the local council here in Dunleary pedestrianised the um, Lower Georgia Street a couple of years back and our footfall was up, our revenue turnover was up 20%, and the footfall was up astronomically as well. Um, and apart from revenue being up, which is important so we can pay rates and keep people employed, um, the it was more community-friendly with regard to, like, when kids come in with their mommies here to the, to the shop, um, and the odd time they'd run out onto the street. Um, you won't have buses going up and down you know, I've seen many a time the kids running out and the parents running after them to so bring them back in. You know. Um, so sorry,
1: Di, just uh, just uh, just I mean, just the line wasn't great there for a moment. Did you say that the pedestrianisation in Dune Leary it actually increased and it helped uh, football t-
5: turnover for sure. Both turnover and football was up. Turnover was up twenty percent for us, and um, the the actual atmosphere in the town was fantastic as well. And the consultation process with the council and local traders was was spot on.
1: So As what far. what have they done differently, Nigel, in Dunleary that they haven't, married, that they didn't well, do in, in the city council and here in Dublin?
5: Owen well, Keegan has a different, has a bigger, it's a bigger operation in town than it is for Dunleary. You know, it's, we're we're talking Lower George Street when we're the size of of College Green. You know, um, I just personally, uh, professionalisation uh, for. for for businesses here, for ourselves, and for, for the community, um from the feedback we have, is is very positive.
1: Very positive. Paul is with us too. Paul, what's your opinion on banning cars from Dublin's College Green?
0: Hello, Andrew. How are you doing? Good. Yeah, Paul here again. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you. I, I was just—it's uh, more of an observation on my part than anything else—and I'm just looking at the state of Dublin City at the moment. Uh, apart from, I know you're specifically talking about College Green. But that bloody Green Party have Dublin City upside down with our with our Green initiative You can't drive anywhere. You can't every. They, they've destroyed Halt. They've destroyed Dunleary, They, they have Bareview
1: like well, some a, might argue, it's helped it past. or it's improved it. Huh? Some might argue that it's a, you know it's improved the area. Well, Reduction the thing about it it is, but,
0: yeah, I mean, uh, that Green Party all they want is, is wearing sandals and going around on push bikes. Right. As far as I can say, but what really annoys me is they're the junior partner in government and talk about the tail wagging the dog, because that's exactly what's happening. They've been given free free hand to do whatever they like, and they have Dublin City an absolute nightmare. I feel like I'm signing myself into a my home for the bewildered at this stage, trying to access some of the roads, all through roadworks. So no matter where you go, the M50 even. Like I, look, I suppose when you look you
1: know, at the, the you know cli- all, cli- climate targets and you know, oh, when... for God's sake. But really,
0: Andrea, they, they they have the city upside down. They really have, right? You know, and it really, really is the case of the tail wagging the dog.
1: So the the idea of creating a kind of a uh, plaza area for people to come and to enjoy tourists, locals, pedestrians it doesn't appeal to you, Paul.
0: Most certainly not. I'm a taxi driver, and if I, if I have to, if I have to say to the Westbury Hotel, how am I supposed to get up there?
1: but like surely removing private cars that uh, some will say are clogging up the streets as it is at the minute in favour of public transport
0: but the the problem is Andrew, the point i'm trying to make is they give them an inch and they're taking a yard they, they've destroyed loads of areas with their green party initiatives with their cycle lanes want they want them everywhere and the more they're getting in the more they want to do they've blocked off Table street they have coat ruined. they've done Lily round the Fairview round the North Strand. I mean, where is it going to end?
1: And what about the cyclists that thoroughly enjoy the introduction of the cycle lanes? Yeah, that but have come what in about in in the necessary years?
0: journeys that motors have to make, and particularly taxi drivers and truck drivers and that? Well, I accept the truck drivers go through the N50, but go through the tunnel. But taxi drivers, it's essential to us to be able to access these places, you know? And we can't because Eamon Roy must to sit there falling asleep in the doll.
1: Like uh, Nigel, there's many people I have to say getting in touch i will come to the messages now but I suppose to summarise quite a few of them Mm. Paul has done just that
5: Yeah, I'm just speaking from personal experience here in Deleary how it went for us and a few others you know, I I can't speak for everybody else but um, I think it's a trial and error situation Uh, I think we can try it here and we tried it here in Deleary and it worked for many Uh, Mm. College Green I'm not familiar with College Green I don't do business in Dublin City, you know
1: Listener here says, I think it's a great move. We should be trying to get more cars out of Dublin City. I see it as a a positive move completely. This texter says, just look at any other European city. They've plazas everywhere. Makes the city for people and not just cars, and that's as it should be. I'd worry that if we'd plazas in Ireland, there would be more antisocial behaviour, like Mary said. Another listener says, turn Stephen's Green, Merrion Square, and Mountjoy Square all into plazas with underground multi-storey car parks. Joan has got in touch to say um, I agree with that caller. They've ruined my village in Kildare by putting in a load, a load more car parking spaces. The village is now completely clogged up with cars rather than making it easier for pedestrians. Um, it's so much harder according to Joan. Keep them coming in to us. 087-1400-106 is the number. There's lots of you getting in touch about this. Uh, well, I want to hear other listeners. Your thoughts. Do you agree with this ban on private cars from Dublin's College Green, we will stay with it. Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan, weekdays at midday on News Talk. We're talking about the decision uh, from Dublin City Council to ban private cars th- uh, travelling through Dublin's College Green. This is at all times from the end of this month, really. Cormac McKay is with us on the line. Cormac, do you agree with the ban? uh yeah
6: now the the thing about the private cars is there's actually not that many private cars that go through there anymore. It's just a bit of a nightmare of a junction um it, it, in fact i I call it the Bermuda Triangle of dublin uh because when you go in there God knows when you'll get out of it it's it's it, it, it's an absolute disaster of a junction uh between the Lewis and the buses um and really, the improvements that um, are being highlighted by some of the councillors at the moment is really a bit of lipstick on a pig, and not worth bragging about. Right. It's an international embarrassment. that whole junction.
1: So, so you agree then with the council's decision? To take away the private cars. Given there's, I think they mentioned, is there about twenty seven thousand, roughly or so cars that use um, that use the College Green area on a on a you know on a frequent basis. But yeah, well. The, the, is it will improve public transport is, times, you think?
6: It, it, it's not really private cars. It's mostly taxis that use, use that. So anybody who's lucky enough to be able to afford a taxi, um, they can travel uh, in the uh, chauffeur driven in the back of a taxi. Um, so it's, a, it's not really fair and equitable um, transport. Um, most, most of the traffic going through there is on foot.
1: Mm. Well, the the council themselves have said it's about half a million pedestrians, about two million passengers on public transport go through College Green bus gate. That compares with about 27,000 private vehicles. And that's the weekly figures. Yeah. So the idea being that if you take away the private cars, you'll have less um, cars obviously clogging up the roads. The public transport will move more frequently. It'll improve public transport commuter times I
6: I I don't think the very few uh, small amount of private cars being removed is going to make one bit of difference. As I said, it's mostly double decker buses and uh, taxis mm-hmm. that go through that junction. Very but, few private cars go
1: through that junction. Mary is with us as well, Cormac. Do you agree with banning private cars?
7: Um, well, I'm coming from the perspective that seems to the council seems to have forgotten or we're being left behind, or, or people with disabilities. Um, for instance, I cannot access myself um, a bus or anything like it. Uh, and what has happened now is that even with taxis, that I can't be dropped because I can't walk that far. I can't be dropped to where I want to go into town because of the way the system is. And it only happened to me last week. And you rely on the kindness of strangers, the lovely taxi man who helped me across the road because it was so dangerous uh, for me because he couldn't actually drop me outside of where I needed to go. And so I believe that disabled people have just been left out completely out of any design. If I hear one more, you know, walking bicycles, that's great, Mm. you know, but what happens to people like me? What happens, you know, just disappear, you know?
1: So you feel, you feel, Mary, this this plan or this decision will it, it is of, of the no benefit. that I have
7: noticed of late, you know, all of the talk is about walking, public transport, and I never hear the discussion about people like me um, that cannot use any of those systems, that cannot use public transport or anything like it. You know, sort of thing like I mean, taxis or an adaptable car. And that's becoming problematic now Mm. because it cannot be dropped to where I can't live my life the way, you know, I'm not, I'm not uh, saying that everything, you know, clog up the whole city with cars or whatever. But why have the disabled been forgotten again, you know, and why, why is that, why are we never considered, you know, how how do we partake in city life?
1: So, this, yeah, so th- this whole idea around, you know, creating plazas and, you know, scenic areas, tourist attractions, world-class plazas, Excellent whatever. You, you can, yeah, fabulous idea. <laughs> you, can't walk. Yeah. you
7: can't walk and have access to even get into. You know, all I'll be able to is a picture. You just, you know, be able to see it in picture maybe on Google Maps mm. because I won't be able to access. So it is really, really bad planning. And uh, I'm a nightmare, and I agree with the taxi man and whatever, because I have to rely on taxis to get around mm. if I need to go to places. And he was, uh, the taxi men were apologising to me. You know, uh, you know, it's humiliating to have to be supported across the road. You know, as a grown adult. And have, have you been? I have, a
1: have you been? Sorry, Mary. No, I was just right. going to ask. Look, like, like, In your view, there's you say there's been li- very little consultation. Then,
7: absolutely. The evidence, excuse me, the evidence is there when you're trying to get around, excuse me, Um, when you're trying to get around, the evidence is there. I mean, I needed to go to St. Stephen's Green, along St. Stephen's Green last week, um, because I advocate for, on behalf of disabled women, and I, the taxi could only park on the other side of the road, and so he was worried for me, which was really kind of him, and a decent human being, Mm. Uh, how was I going to manoeuvre because the traffic was so heavy on just the one side of the road so he literally stopped the traffic for me which you know and i had to be escorted over to coming home to the other side again the other side of the road to be able to get the taxi so you know obviously Nobody with a disability was no. was you know was brought into no. any conversation. No, and
1: it's 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 a fair point, Mary, and, and, and absolutely, it's it's worth worth flagging um, in in all of this as well. I see a text in from this listener who says, "I have to agree with the listener. I think Dublin's destroyed. The city's too small. Best way out of it would have been to build a new city, make it a green block-based city, uh, lots of different boulevards and plazas, not a medieval city like Dublin, Cork, Galway, or Waterford." Another texter: Yes, please take the cars right out of central Dublin, it's currently so unpleasant to walk through College Green reduce emissions, improve air quality and the pedestrian experience all in uh, in one file swoop, says this listener. murphy is with us on the line in Kilkenny. Do you agree with banning cars from College Green?
8: Um, I'll put it here. I'm very deeply concerned about all these issues because it's happening not only in College Green, but right across Ireland where we're looking to turn every city centre into a walkway or for bikes and everything. And I just, you're echoing what your last caller said. What does somebody do if you have a, a mobility issue? Or if you're a senior? Or, you know, like we said, the, the, the criteria to get the blue badges, you can't walk one, one, more than 100 meters. All right, And what they're doing is they're making all these areas, and in theory, they're excluding... Or they're saying, no, we really don't want seniors. We really don't want people with disabilities. We really don't want people that have any mobility issues in our city centres. And I've been making this point for a long time. Can only see them coming up in our own town in Kilkenny. Mm. And they say, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll come up with some issue. But when you see the drawings and the planning, it's beautiful trees and people pushing prams and bikes. But you don't see any disability issues. You don't see a, anywhere that you can park, park your car. Okay. You know, and then the other thing that, 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 you know, I fear what they might do is say, well, I'll tell you what we'll do. You can come in at the same time that the vans are coming in up to 11 o'clock, and after that, then we'll make it pedestrian. I can see that as what would be kind of a solution with these engineers who come up with. But what I'd like to find out, all these people that are calling now to make these plazas, make them walkways only, even engineers and the people there, in a couple of years' time, their bodies are going to break down too. And they will not be able to walk in these plazas. Why? Because they're the people that voted them in the first place. So in theory, they're excluding themselves for for later years.
1: Mm-hmm. Like you'd have to imagine that, you know, lots of different stakeholders, Murty are consulted in all of this. Well,
8: you, well you, see, do you think at the end of the day, the people that are making the decisions that don't realise that okay, I'm I'm sixty, okay? And due to the health issue that came on about 10 years ago, I now cannot walk more than 100 metres. I can't walk up the stairs or I need oxygen, right? So they've excluded me out of the city centres if they continue down this road. Now, if I was a healthy body, would I even think this way? Probably not. Mm. And the people that are making decisions don't think that way. And here's another thing that they don't consider. A lot of the city centres, the shops are struggling. And seniors who have private pensions, not all, not all of us, but they have the bigger spending power. And if you look at any of the advertising for any of the Thai stores, they are now have campaigns that are directly towards grandparents. Why? Because the grandparents are the ones that are buying and spending in the Thai stores. Now, if all those people are going to be excluded from those shops, what's going to happen to them. No, I really he- heard Mary's
1: experience, the business owner who closed her shop down, she said, in Dublin City Centre only in, in the past number of weeks and even the difficulty, obviously, and the emotion around making that, that call can't have been easy. Uh, no. A text in here too from a listener. Uh, Murti, thank you though for for getting in touch and sharing that view with us today and the show as well. Um, I had to close my business in Dunleary due to reduced traffic as this texter. Another listener says the plaza will become another area that can't be policed properly. It'll become another hotbed for antisocial behaviour just like the rest of the city This listener says I agree with your caller that the Green Party have ruined the visual aspect of the main road of the Phoenix Park The cycle lane doesn't just justify um, or the cycle lane doesn't justify the amount of people using it according to this texter Another listener "Um, Yes please take the cars out of central Dublin I think it's so unpleasant to walk through College Green says this listener Mark is with us on the line as well in Dublin Mark do you agree with this ban? No,
9: I don't, Andrea. No, I don't. Good afternoon. No, I don't. No, um, I think if you want to see what it'll end up looking like, you only have to look at the rest of Dublin. It's going to be dirty, it's going to be unpoliced, and it's going to be full of beggars. And and, and anybody that tells you any difference, if, it will, if, if they can't get what's there already right, how are they going to get one more area of it right? They're not. It's just, they're just trying to tell you what you want to hear to force it through. And when it's in, then nobody can do anything about it. It's just another area of Dublin that's neglected. I don't know how much this project is going to cost, but they would be better off getting that funding and clean up Dublin what's there already and trying to improve what's there for everybody instead of one 100-metre square area or 50-metre square area of Dublin or sort whatever. Civic plaza the kind
1: of idea that you see in other European cities.
9: It's a complete and absolute waste of money. I mean, you okay. see these people that say, oh, it's in every other city. Dublin has to be one of the dirtiest cities I was ever in.
1: Do you think, is it that bad, do you think, Mark?
9: Absolutely. I'm well-travelled, lucky enough. I'm in life, I've been well-travelled. The only thing I could compare it to, in 07 in Paris, when the Rugby World Cup was on, it was filthy. But the bin men were on strike, and that's the only thing okay. that it compares to. Uh,
1: an email in here from a listener says, I never contact news stations, but, in capital letters, today, regarding Dublin City Centre, it's almost a no-go area now. So why would a plaza help in any way? People are nervous about going into town, visiting at night time. It's not an option for many people. Dunleary is not a like-for-like scenario. European cities have a very different climate to enjoy, plus their policing is much more visible than ours. To get to the National Concert Hall from Clontarf, it took me 40 minutes last week because most of the roads were one way. I'm afraid the town has been messed up completely. It's a total shame, says this listener. Keep them coming in to us. Lunchtime live at Newstalk.com is the email address. We will try and come back to this a little bit later in the show. A lot of people with uh, fairly strong views on the decision from Dublin City Council to um, yeah permanently ban cars from Dublin's College Green and uh, those changes due to come into effect now from the end of this month. Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on Newstalk.